Holy Spirit, we call upon your name. We call upon your name and we ask you to fill our hearts with your holy presence, Lord. We want to hear your voice. We want to understand what you're talking to us today, Lord. It's your word, Lord, that we are receiving today, Lord. And we want you to listen. We want you to understand. We want you to live your word in our lives, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be a people, Lord, that live the word every day. We don't want to be a people that just listen and leave the word behind. But we want to carry your word in our hearts, Lord. Because this is a holy word. This is a word that comes from the Lord. Comes from the Creator. Comes from above, Lord. And we thank you very much, Lord, for the opportunity to be here gathered in your name. And I pray that your Holy Spirit, Lord, ministry in each one of my brothers and sisters' heart. Take over all the spirit that's against your word that comes to take this seed. I rebuke in the name of Jesus and I declare, I declare this place, Lord, full of your angels, Lord. Put your angels around this place, Lord. Put, Lord, this fire gate around us, Lord. Oh, Lord, and protect us, Lord, against all evil attack. Lord, and help us, Lord, to understand what you are talking to us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Today, I will be preaching about the gates of Jerusalem and uh, specifically about one of the gates. Because the Jerusalem has at least 20, 10 gates. And I'm going to speak about just one of the gates. But I, I will show you all the gates. We went to Jerusalem last year. Myself, Pastor Marcia and Edson. We were there. We entered to this old city many times. Because now Jerusalem is a big place. But they still have the old town. Who here have been visit maybe Derry, London Derry? Who have been there? Yeah, if you went there, you know what I'm talking about. This a old town made by stones with a wall and gates. But Jerusalem has ten gates. London Derry, I think they have just four gates if I remember. <laughs> but this is like a, what I'm talking about. This is an old gate, oh, sorry, an old city with walls and gates. Why they built this in, that, in this way in that time? Why do you think? Protection. Because there is a, it was the way for them to protect themselves against the enemy against attacks of the enemy they have to live in a city with walls and gate, gates and uh, the gates of Jerusalem have a wonderful prophetic story to tell have been named to 10,000 uh, 10, years before the Lamb the old town of Jerusalem the town of David it was rebuilt by Nehemiah. And it's not the town you will see if you go to Jerusalem today. But the place nowadays is being dug. Like what I'm talking about, just for you to understand, I'm going to show you here. This is here, is the city of the time of David. Can you see? It's very tiny. And this here is what you see today. Because when someone comes and conquers Jerusalem, they destroy everything and they then rebuild again. And then 
they want to expand the city, then the, that place was very small. But nowadays, oh sorry. But nowadays they are digging this place again. This is what, when you see in the Bible, they say Zion. This is the old Jerusalem. This is in a, in a there is a, um, a mountain here called Zion. And this is the mountain where is the, the temple. And now is the, there you can see the, the dome of the rock. The mosque. This is, is the Mount Moriah, where Abraham brought his son to be sacrificed. This is the Mount of Moriah Mount, where David built the temple, and then in the time of Jesus was built the Herod's temple. Can you understand what I'm talking about? If you know the Bible, I think it's clarify what I'm talking. But I will talk about, if you go to Jerusalem, you're going to see the gates around these walls here. But I will talk about the gates in the time of Nehemiah. They're going to talk about this old city. Just for you to understand, this part here is in the top of the mountain. And then if you go here, the, the gate I'm going to talk about, the dung gate, is in the bottom. Is you have to go down, down, down. You have to walk down to the to the valley, and you're gonna understand what I'm talking as we follow the preaching. Okay. Then, just for you to understand, there was in time of Nehemiah's twelve gates, and what I I want to share with you, it's because each gate that they gave a name to them and the name of each gate has a meaning that's going to speak about our own salvation talks about you and me talks about your life your relationship with God and then the first gate is called the sheep gate what's sheep? <laughs> why sheep gate? Because they have to bring the sheep to be sacrificed in the temple. And then they, they used to bring the sheep through this gate. And what this talk about our lives? It talks about our encounter with the Lamb of God. Who is the Lamb of God? Jesus. I'm not going to read this verse. And you can study more if you take notes or if you... And maybe in the cell meeting you can talk more. But I'm going through all the gates quickly. The second gate talks about the fish gate. Fish was a food for them. And the fish talks about our growth. Because the word fish in Hebrew have nearly the same meaning as growth. To multiply and to move. And as a Christian... As after we are saved by God, what the, our next stop, next step? Preach the gospel to others. Grow in faith. Multiply. Bring more people to, to church. And move. Keep moving. Not be uh, still, but moving. Next one. Oh, sorry. Oops. Third old gate. It talks about to be set free from our past. As a Christian, we are called to be set free from our past. You cannot be Christian and live your old life anymore. You need to change. You need to, to make changes in your life. Make changes in the way you think, in your attitudes, in your behaviors. This must change in your life. And this comes from... Uh, your relationship with God and also knowing the word of God and we will talk more but this is one gate that talks about what we need to do fourth gate you are going down we are we we were in the top and we are going down the fourth gate is the valley gate the sinner must be brought down into the valley of humility and conviction we need to to understand the, the meaning of sin. 
Sometimes I talk to some brothers and sisters and I, I ask them, have you repented from your sins? And sometimes they say, sin? I think I'm okay. I don't feel that I'm sinning. Everything is fine in my life. I don't understand this because I, am being, I have been walking with God for more than 30 years, I think 40 years. And every day I see something in my life that I need to repent. This is a gate that we need to go every day in our lives. We need to change. We need to check. We need to see what's going on. If, you, if I made a mistake, if I said something, if I behave in a way that doesn't please God, I need to check all the time if I'm not connected, if I'm not walking in the way that God called me to walk. Next gate. Dung gate is this gate is the gate that uh, all the rubbish had to come out of the town. It was when in the old town, the time of Nehemiah, isn't it was in the bottom, very bottom of the town, very near of the 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 valley, and uh, Geneha. Do you, I maybe you saw Jesus talking about this? This is the place Jesus compared it with, the, with hell. Because it was the place that the people in Jerusalem, they throw the garbage, they burn the garbage. It was a very smelly place. It wasn't a pleasant place. But every town needed a place to throw the garbage. Every house needed a place to throw the garbage. We need to throw our garbage out. Do you go to the toilet every day? Or do you keep it? No, need to throw away. <laughs> we need to clean ourselves. We need to have a shower. Okay. We need to clean all the time we are cleaning. And this is, we need to have, we're going to talk more about this gate. Sixth gate, fountain gate. This gate you cannot see today in, in the uh, Jerusalem, but belongs to the old town. It's a, it's a gate of the fountain that the water was flowing all the time is also a place of worship of relationship is a place when you receive the holy spirit and you are full of joy of the presence of the lord this is the last point of the bottom then you start going up and then next gate water gate is the gate talks about the word of God, the cleanse by the washing of the water through the word. Ephesians 5, 26 says that is this word that can clean your heart, can change you. It's through the word you can be transformed. This is, sorry for about the picture because this gate, it, it not exists anymore. But this eighth gate is called the horse gate. It was a place where they put the horses of the palace. And uh, what the horse talks about our lives. It talks about someone, something or someone who is carrying our heavy things. That's Jesus said. He's carrying our burdens. Carrying the, the things that we are. It's heavy for us. But also talk us carrying the burdens of our brothers and sisters supporting each other when they are in need of things in their lives we need to be this that support to help each other East gate this is the most beautiful gate <laughs> I think I need to preach about this maybe next month because this is the most beautiful gate I feel emotion talking about because this gate talks about the, the Jesus return Jesus will come back one day. Do, do, are you waiting for his return? Yes. Amen. This gate is closed. This gate is not open. They call the golden gate. This gate is the gate that Jesus will return. When Jesus will return, I think it will be open again. Sorry, I cannot talk too much about because then I'm going to stop my preaching and go to another direction. But this is the gate that talks about the Jesus return. This is very important gate. There is a lot of prophecy. There is a lot of to talk about. We can talk in, next, in another preaching. Tenth gate is back to the top. 
is the mikpah, mikab, mikad, sorry, it's Hebrew, or inspection gate, is the gate of judgment. Because after Jesus' return, or after your death, what's going to happen with you? You're going to be judged by God. If you are a believer, you're going to judge by your deeds. Then you're going to receive some, uh, how do you say? Rewards. God's going to reward you for what you have done. If you're not a Christian, you're going to be thrown in hell. Hopefully we'll be there to be receive your reward. Amen? <laughs> but this is the last gate. Then we go, we, we start in the top with the sheep gate. Then we went this and back to the top. This is the, the, all the gates. As we see here, we start here. We went through this. This is the dung, dung gate. Then we went back to the top. There is a lot to talk about, but I, I want to focus on just one. Just one of these gates. Amen. Let's go then. Sorry, just need to get my notes here. After the receiving of the Lamb, I'm not reading there, I'm reading here. After the receiving of the Lamb as a Savior, I'm just summarizing the, the ten gates as our saviors, we begin a journey that will take us from the lowest part of the city overlooking to the valley of Geneha, a place that represents the torments of hell, past the water gate, a place of worship, and past the horse gate, a place of service. Uh, on this journey, we should be mindful that we will someday enter heaven's eastern gate and be inspected at the inspection gate. We should so live our lives with humbleness of spirit, with an integrity of heart and mind, and with a boldness of for our Lord, that when we get to heaven, we will be glad to be there. Amen? What the meanings of the gates? Gates were used to get in and out of the city. And in that time also where were it was a place where people make decisions. And these decisions sometimes could uh, affect the whole city. And for us, what means gates? What means these gates in our lives? Gates means a place, means decisions that we, we, we do. You have gates in your lives. What are your gates? Your gates can be your mind, your thoughts, can be your eyes, can be your ears, because you choose where do you look, what do you listen, you choose what do you get. All these things are gates because you are making choice all the time. And a gate, a gate was used to, it was open to bring things inside of the city and it was closed to not allow things to go inside of the city or out of the city. And you, yourself, you have gates. You can make choices. You can allow your gate to be open and everything can enter on you and you can keep your, your gates closed and things are not going to be entered. And you have the authority. You can give, you can give permission, you can make choices. You can open or, or close the gates in your life. It's not your partner, like husband or wife, who open and close the gates in your life. It's not your brother and sister. It's not your mother or father. Is not your teacher, your boss, your friend, or even Satan or God. They cannot do anything in your gate. Do you know why? Do you know? Why? Because we have 
free will. Say to the person beside you, you have free will. Watch your gate. We need to understand because sometimes we, we, have, we take some decisions, we do some things and we blame the others. A few days ago, I was talking to one, one sister and she, she said to me, Oh, I do this because he made me to do that. I said, Oh, watch what you're saying. You did because you choose to do. Even though people can say things to you, you can choose to go with what he is saying or to not. Maybe someone do something that you feel angry. You feel very angry. You can choose to shout or you can choose to be quiet. Oh no, pastor. It was him. It was my husband to make me shout. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. You choose to shout. It was your choice. Even though the person did something that you didn't like, but it was your choice. Can you understand that? We choose. We choose. And I want to talk more about the dumb gate. Because this gate was the, the, the place that people need to throw the garbage away. And sometimes we are holding inside of us a lot of garbage. We are holding inside of us a lot of things that doesn't please God as a Christian. And we need to watch what's going on in our lives. And uh, Isaiah said in, uh, that our righteousness is like a filth rug. Do you know what filth rug means? Who knows? What means? <laughs> it's a very dirty piece of cloth. That I'm gonna say something, maybe you feel, Bleh. but you know, in the past, there is no pads for women, there was no pad, and they used cloth. You know, when you, when you change that, the women know what I'm talking about, it's smelly, very bad. This is what God's saying when you think you are doing everything right. God saying, your own righteousness for me, it's rubbish, it's smelly, bad, it's not good. I don't agree with that, I don't like. You need to go to God, you need to learn from Him. Because He, he is the one who can clean you, who can teach you, he, who can help you to do things on His way. In a way that's going to please Him and going to give glory to Him. We must come to a place of repentance because sometimes we, we think we are, I have the right to shout. I have the right to do this. I have the right to do that. And you are doing things and you are hurting people around you because you are not considering your, your friend, your family. Your heart is full of dirty, is full of garbage and you think everything is fine. And we need to watch what's going on in our lives. This continues, Paulo said, the process in which, as the Apostle Paul taught, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We need to become a new person. Our attitudes, our behavior, our personality can be changed by the power of God. Amen. But this is a, a way to walk. This is a way that we have to walk. We have to watch all these gates that I mentioned, and especially today we are looking to this area of our lives. What's going on inside of you? Are you holding bad stuff inside of you? Are you holding bad feelings inside of you? Are you having problems with people that you're not talking? You don't solve problems. Are you holding emotions inside of you that it's holding you to have a good relationship with God? Holding you to please God, to, to be fully connected with Him. In the, um, in the like manner, a person mu must spiritually become about as far down as 
one can get. I'm talking about here, sorry, just to remind you, this place that the, the, the Dome Gate, it was very in the bottom of the city that people have to go very deep. Sometimes we need to check our hearts. We need to go very down in our lives. We need sometimes to face things that is not good. It's not good because sin, our old nature, when we look to the, some behaviors that we, we have, when we look to some, some fears that we, we face, some, our past is not nice, it's not good to face. Our past is not nice. Sometimes we went through many bad things in our lives and we don't want to face, but as we, pour, as we take this out, then God is cleaning us. It's like the, that, in that time, they have to go to that place to throw all the garbage. And we need to spend time with God checking our hearts for Him, for him to clean inside of us. We must come to the place where we are willing to turn the corner, so, so to do speak, and begin the journey back to the house of God, to the temple. Because sometimes what's happened, we stop in the garbage gate. We stop in the dumb gate. We don't want to live. We, we start loving to be around garbage. Do you like to be around garbage? No? Do you like to, like, uh, four days without shower? Smelly house? Do you like that? But sometimes it's emotionally we are doing that. Some people they are some people they are like 20 years without talking to friends or family members because I cannot forgive that person. I hate them. What they did to me was terrible. And then they have this feeling inside of them they are carrying garbage and they are in love with that feeling. You have to throw away this. Don't carry these heavy things in your life anymore. We need to watch our relationships. We need to watch the way we, we talk to each other. Amen? Like I said, can I accumulate garbage in my life? Yes, I can. Why? Because I don't want to fix problems. I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to seek for help. I don't want to receive discipleship. I don't, I don't want to change. I'm happy the way I am. You can change. You can improve. You can grow in your relationship with God. With, with, uh, and with God. With friends. With the, the brothers and sisters of the church. But you need to allow yourself to forgive and to have a better relationship with those around you. Amen. Amen. When we relate to each other, we are fed. In church, we are fed, we are nourished, we are blessed. But along with that might come culture shock, misunderstanding, offense. This is, is the garbage that produce, can be produced in the body of Christ. So what do you do with these things? Do you throw them away and forget about them? Or do you keep looking at them, smelling and play with them? We can fall in dangers and we can start talking about our pain instead of solving problems. Sometimes it's easy to go and talk about our pain, our hurt to somebody else. But not to do the person who hurt us. For example, if Marcio do something to me, instead of going to talk to him straight away, I go to Ms. Elena and start saying, Misa, you know, my husband is terrible. He's always saying bad words to me. He's not sleeping with me. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just telling, just example. 
And I start telling to her um, a lot of things that's going on between me and Marcio. And then Miss Helena said, oh, poor Fabiana. How oh, I'll pray for you. Then Miss Helena goes and talks to somebody else about my problem with Marcio. Then suddenly everybody in church is knowing about what's going on, but Marcio doesn't know. And then everybody's hating Marcio because he's bad husband. But I never talk to him. I never fix the situation. And everybody in church say, Pastor, hmm, be careful. Don't listen. And you know what can happen? Pastor can come here, just example, preaching. And because you heard something about him, when he says something, you don't listen. Because you are full of garbage. Your heart is full of garbage. You don't, you're not going to pay attention to what he is saying because you listen something else. You listen, you listen lies, you listen gossip, you listen a lot of things that's not true. And maybe between us, we, are, we solve our problems, but everybody church doesn't know and everybody's hating my husband. Do you understand what I'm talking and it, this can happen in, in your job, in your school, in your family. Be careful what you're talking about, to whom you're talking about something that you heard. If you heard something, if something happened, go straight to the person and fix the situation. Don't go behind this person and talk behind his back. Because you're not helping to solve this problem. You're just increasing the problem. Do you understand? Amen. Amen. I just want to read some Bible verse for us to understand in the Bible what I'm talking. This situation that I'm talking, it's sin. Do you agree? Because I, I, I share my problem to Ms. Elena. Ms. Elena went and spread the, the, the news to everybody. And I never solved my problem in Marsha, with Marsha. This is sin. And what's happened? Then Peter, Peter come to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times, Jesus answered. I tell you, not seven times, but... 77 times. If he sinned against me, what should I have to do? Forgive him. Solve the problem between both of us. Not go around and spreading all this garbage and contaminate the whole church or my whole school or my, my workplace. We need to watch because sometimes we are doing things that instead of helping, we are spreading garbage. And I don't want you, you and myself to do it. Next verse. Matthew 5, 21 to 24. You have heard that it was said to our people long ago, you must not murder anyone. Any person who commits murder will be judged. Say to the person beside you, don't murder. <laughs> but we can murder with our tongue. But I tell you, don't be angry with anyone. If you are angry with others, we'll be judged. And if you insult someone, we will be judged by the high court. And if you call someone fool, you'll be in danger of the fire of hell. Ooh. This is the word of God. We need to watch. Because sometimes we are fighting with brothers and sisters. We are calling them their, their, their names. And what's, your, what's going on with you? You are going to the garbage. <laughs> Don't stay there, brother and sister. Don't stay there, my dear. Go away from that place. Amen. Amen. Next verse. Therefore, if you are offering, you came here today bringing some offering. You gift at the altar and there, and there remember. I'm going to start again. 
if you are offering your gifts at the altar and there remember that you your brother or sister has something against you what you have to do leave your gift there in front of the altar first go and be reconciled to them then come and offer your gift what the bible is telling us here don't leave things for later solve as quickly as you can I don't mean like uh, you are coming in the queue. He said, oh, oh, forgot. Sorry, Marshu. Then you come back and put. No. Just put in your heart. I will solve this today. I'm not going to live to another day. If you remember, don't leave things behind. Don't, leave, don't accumulate garbage. Be careful. You can start suffering yourself because you're carrying a lot of rubbish inside of you. This is not good. Mark 11:25 And when you stand praying if you hold anything against anyone forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins Do you think you can pray with bitterness in your heart and God is going to listen to you No you're not go- God's not going to listen to your prayer you need to have your heart clean no garbage Put your hand here in your heart. Say, no garbage here. No garbage here. Help me, Lord, to clean my heart. Yes, every day we need that. About relationship between wives and husband. Because this is, I think, is the most dangerous place. Because it's very easy to hurt each other. Because we are very close. And I, I say to you. I have to fix many, many times my relationship with my husband. Because sometimes I say things that I hurt him, but I don't leave to the other day. I fix in the same hour. If I say something or he says something to me, we fix at the same day. We don't leave to the other day because we learn we don't want to keep garbage between us and our relationship. Amen. And we, you need to watch because sometimes in your relationship with your loved ones, husband, wife, sons and daughter, maybe there is garbage between you and your family member. And you're carrying all this heaviness. You're not fixing. You're thinking, oh, another day I will do it. Don't leave too far too late. Fix as quickly as you can. In the same way, you husband... Live with your wife in an understand way, with great gentleness and tact, and with an intelligent regard for, for the marriage relationship, as with someone physically weaker, since she's a woman. Show her honor and respect as a fellow her of the grace of life, so that your prayer will not be hindered or ineffective. If you want your prayer rich, heaven have a good relationship in your family amen i'm not talking about just to husband here i talk to wives also this it's for both oh, sorry philippians 3:12 and 13 paul said Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, what Paul said he, he used to do, forgive what is behind and straight toward what is ahead. What means that I need to fix my situation and keep walking because when you don't fix you just hold garbage in your life and you cannot move you cannot go ahead when you have situations that you're not fixed between friends family you cannot move I have been talked to many people they come to my to my counseling room asking for help and the main thing is I have something that I need to talk to someone, but I don't know how to do it. And this is holding me. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling depressed because I, I need to talk, but I don't know how to talk. They hurt me and I don't know what to do. And they are 
they are still in that place of pain and they cannot move. But Paul said, we need to go, move and go ahead. Also, if you want to live longer as a child, I'm talking about to those who have parents alive. If you, have, if you want to have a long life, what you have to do? Be obedient. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, that is, accept their guidance and discipline as, he re, as his representatives. For this is right for obedience, teach wisdom, and self-discipline. Honor, esteem, value as a precious, your father and your mother, and be respectful to them. This is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may well with you and that you may have a long life on earth. If you want to live longer, you have to respect your father and your mother. If you don't respect them, the Bible says your life is going to be shorter. Oh, I don't want to live a shorter life. I want to live a, a long life. Amen. And we need to learn to honor our family. You have control of the gate. What I want to show you, you have the control of the gate. You can choose to honor, you can choose to obey, you can choose to love, you can choose to forgive. You can open and you can close the gate. You can throw the garbage away, you can solve the situations, and you can close to not let people to hurt you again. Because sometimes people do things to us that hurt us. But what is your choice? What you, what you are choosing to do? What is your reaction when someone does something to you? It's your choice. It's not their fault. If some, someone says something to you and say, Oh, that one makes you feel angry. No. You choose to explode. You choose to say something that way. It was your choice. You can control your emotions. You, you receive from God a very precious gift. Free will. Gossip. I think I, I mentioned something. But I just want to... We are nearly the end. One thing that hurt the body of Christ is when we talk about others on their back when we we talk about problems that, that, that we see in people's life but we never talk straight to the person we need to watch this in our midst because this can hurt the body of Christ we as a church we are body and if one part of the body is sick the whole body suffers. As I told you, I, the example I give, if I, I have a problem with my husband, and instead of going and talking straight to him, I start talking to others about what's happened. I'm not helping to fix the situation. And what I'm doing is gossiping. I'm talking behind his back. I need to be careful about that. If you have a problem with someone, what do you have to do? Go and talk to him straight away. Don't carry this heavy thing inside of you. And don't throw this in others. Because you're not helping to solve the problem. You're just spreading news. And when you pass the information to other people, you know what's happened. You say, oh, I'm just telling you for you to pray for my brother, to pray for this and that. You, you know what's happened? This person is going to pass the information, but normally they don't pass the whole information. They add something else. And then the next one going to pass the information and add something else. And then, for example, going back to my example, I talked to Misa about having problem, and then 
New Zealand talk to Kenya, Kenya talk to Christina, Christina talk to Gisline. And then people start saying, you know, pastor is getting divorced. They are having big problem in their marriage. Don't listen when he talks. He talks. He does. He just, he's, he's like a Pharisee. What, what he says, he's not living. Don't listen to him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because people just, just add and add and add. And then this can become big. And then what some churches, they split because of that. Because there is this group that love this talking about brothers and sisters. But they don't care about their own lives and just busy talking about others. And we need you to take care of that. Don't accumulate trash in your life. Don't, don't use this to hurt others. If you see something, the Bible says, go. If you see your brother sinning, what you have to do? Say again, what you have to do? Fix, talk to him. If I see someone doing something wrong, I have to go and talk straight to him. If this person doesn't repent, it, it is in Matthew 18, what I'm talking about. If this person doesn't repent, what I have to do? Then I call somebody else. But I call to go and talk to this person again, not to talk about this person to somebody else. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? I, don't, I go and fix the situation because our goal is to live as a church that we love each other, we care about each other. And when we talk behind brothers and sisters, we can start having, we are, we can start facing some dangers because I can start having feelings, negative feelings about my brothers and sisters I say, oh Alana? No, I don't talk to her she's not a good girl and then I start putting people apart, I put, start separating people, I start saying oh this is my cell meeting the people from my cell meeting is the best people. But the other cell, cell that goes to Luciano's house, oh no, that people are not good. And then you start making judgments and then you start splitting the church. And you start, you stop loving and start become bitter inside of you. And we need to watch this in our hearts. Amen? Can you understand what I'm saying? Yes? Can I talk more? <laughs> I just want to read this, this verse. Ephesians 4. I, I think I'm going to... I'm not going to read this. I just want to go to a practical way. Then we finish. But this... You can read. I just want to give one uh, homework. Who accepted homework? <laughs> Read this chapter 4 of Ephesians. It's talking about relationship. It's talking about how we have to relate to each other. Because sometimes you think, oh, it was, nowadays we have problem. But in the past, the church was perfect. No, the church wasn't perfect. The church faced problems. The church faced a lot of problems and Paul ha had to write a lot to explain how to relate to each other. Because sometimes people, they don't, they don't see the point. I'm just going to the end of this text. Uh, I'm going to pass. I'm going to read. 29. Ephesians 4.29. Do not let anyone un unwholesome. How do you say this word? Uh, unwholesome. <laughs> Sorry. Talk come out of your mouth. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. That it may benefit those who listen. 
What you say needs to bless others. If you have something to say, watch and tell them things that will bless them. Amen? And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Do you know the Holy Spirit lives inside of you? And you have to watch. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compa compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Amen. The Bible says for us to get rid of all the bitterness. We need to get rid of all of that. But you can say, maybe say to me, but sometimes people do think that I feel bitter. I feel angry. What should I do, pastor? Because sometimes they make me angry. Are you, do you agree with me? Yes, it's true. You have to learn how to talk. I'm just finishing now. But this is very practical. If someone or if you have some word that you feel that you have to criticize the other, instead of criticize, what you have to do? They say what you are thinking in a gentle way. Instead of point the finger, you did this, you didn't clean what I call you to do. You say, yeah, sorry, but do you know I, we talked before and you agree with me to clean the kitchen. But you didn't. What's happened? I, I'm talking. I'm expressing my feelings. But I'm not going with a lot of anger, offense. Can you see the difference? You are a dirty man. I, I'm going to use you, honey. <laughs> You are a dirty man. You see, you didn't clean the kitchen. Why you did that? Instead of acting this way with criticism, I can come and say, sorry, honey, what's happened? Because uh, I see the, clean, the, the kitchen is a little bit dirty. And you said to me, you're going to clean. Like, what's happened? Uh, can I help you? Maybe you need some help. And we can finish the, this together. Or maybe you can uh, check with him. Maybe he will do later. And you expect to do in that time. And you can talk about. <laughs> I, I see something going on here. <laughs> Sometimes we act in a defensive way. Oh, it wasn't me. It was him. And sometimes, as I said before, we do Sometimes we are angry, we say things because we didn't control our emotions. You didn't shout because your husband or your daughter made you shout. You shout because you choose to shout. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you are acting in a way that you're hurting people, it's because you're not controlling your emotion. Your emotion, the only person who can control it is you. I cannot control you. I cannot hold Marcy. Stop doing that. He had to control himself. And then sometimes we, we just act in the... Oh, I did that because of you. No. You did because you choose to do. Be responsible for your attitudes, for your emotions. Content. Instead of that, describe your own feelings and need. Don't describe your partner. We, we are very good to read others, but we never are able to understand what's going on inside of us. But we have to say, you know, when you don't clean the kitchen, I'm just going back to the same example. When you don't do that, I feel that you're not honoring me. I feel that you're not paying attention for my needs. I feel very sad when you do that to me. And then we can talk about, we can understand what's going on. You see? It's different, isn't it? But sometimes we just... It's like a, a fire. And at the end, everybody's hurt. 
and then garbage is inside of us and we we don't then we be a part of one another this is what the the bible is calling us to do and the last thing that sometimes happens when we are trying to solve problems people they just uh, they stonewall like they shut down i don't want to talk and then if you avoid the talk you are not solving the problem sometimes when in the middle of a discussion between family members or even it can happen even in your job your blood is it's how do you say it's boiling and you just feel that you're gonna explode because you're very angry don't try to solve problems when you are in this moment take time out at least 20 minutes cool yourself down then you come back and solve the problem you don't need to solve the problem when you are feeling very agitated. You need to calm down, then you can talk. But don't leave to another day. Try to fix the situation as quickly as you can. Amen? And don't carry garbage in your heart. If you have something against somebody else, go and talk to them. Don't bring this to some, another person. If you need, I just open this. If you don't know how to do it, ask to someone who can give you advice. But don't go and talk to someone that's not going to teach you anything. Because sometimes you just talk to someone who doesn't have wisdom enough to help you. And you know what's going to happen? Nothing. You're going to feel more hurt more garbage inside of you. This person is going to go with your story and spread to others. And then the problem is not solved. And then this keep growing inside of you and the relationship. Maybe in your family, maybe in the church. And we need to watch. We need to solve problems. We need to take care of the, our relationships. Because this is what God wants us. Jesus calls us to live a life of a good relationship with him. But for you to have a good relationship with him, you need to relate well with those here in the horizontal area. Let's stand up. The worship team can come. My challenge to you, that you choose to live a life where you're not going to carry this garbage inside of your heart. Close your eyes. Is there anyone that you are, you're, you, you have been, like you feel that you, you have something that you need to talk, you have maybe some bitterness, some anger, something that is blocking your relationship? And you have been avoiding to talk to this person. You have maybe feeling afraid to confront this situation. And I would like to pray for you today. Because God is a God of relationship. God is a God of forgiveness. God is a God of healing. God calls us to live a life different from the world. God calls us alive to live a life of good relationships. God calls us to live a way that we are not going to hurt each other, but to love each other. God wants to fill your heart, pour, a, pour on your heart today love. God is going, I feel that God is going to give a new understanding how to talk to your beloved ones. Maybe you have some friends, some family members that you have been, you are not able to talk to them for a long time because you feel that they hurt you. They did things to you that they hurt you so much that you don't feel able to forgive them. But I feel God telling you today, I'm filling your heart with compassion.
I'm filling your heart with love, with mercy. When Jesus was on that cross, he was about to be crucified. People hurt him. People did too much to him. What, but what Jesus did, he turned to them and said, he turned to God and said, Father, forgive because they don't know what they are doing. He was able to forgive those who, who killed him. He was able to forgive those who hurt him, who brought him to that cross. What about you? What are you going to do to those who hurt you? What are you going to do to those who make you feel sad, betrayed you, left you behind? What are you going to do? Start praying. Start asking God, God, fill my heart with love, with compassion, with forgiveness. I need you, Lord. I don't want to have any relationship, oh Lord, blocked with garbage. I don't want to have any relationship between my brothers and sisters, between my, my husband or my wife or my son, my daughter, my mother. I don't want to have any relationship, Lord, that is not functioning well the way you, you, you provide me to live. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, to live a life the way that pleases you, Lord. God call you to live a life of freedom, not of bondage. And today he's breaking this bondage. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, all the bondage of accusation, of bitterness, of unforgiveness, in the name of Jesus, I declare, be broken. Be broken in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, pour out your love in our hearts, Lord. Pour out your love in our lives, Lord. And help us to see each other, Lord, with love and care, with forgiveness, Lord. With a desire to serve one another, Father. Start praying, start praying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I left behind your regrets and mistakes. Come today, there's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes, the life and is born. Jesus is calling Oh, come to the altar The Father's arms are open wide Forgiveness was brought with The precious blood of Jesus Christ Oh, come to the altar The Father's blood of Jesus Christ hallelujah Jesus thank you for your blood Jesus thank you because of the work of the cross thank you because of what we did at the cross Lord was to save us from our bitterness for our anger for everything that is not pleased you Lord thank you Lord because what the work of the cross it was for help us to live a life in this earth in a way that we can bring your kingdom, Lord. We can bring glory to you, Lord. And we want to bring this glory through our relationships, Lord. Because we know, Lord, people will see your love, your mercy as we love each other, Lord. And I ask you, Lord, that you help us to be a church that we love each other, we care for each other, we serve each other, we really, Lord, care for our brothers brothers and sisters, Lord. We care for our family, Lord. We watch them, Lord. We don't talk 
talk bad, bad about them, Lord, but we talk well. We say good things. We protect each other. We never say bad things about each other, Lord. Help us to, to be these people, Lord, that we protect each other's back, Lord. We don't talk back. We don't talk back about them, Lord, but we protect each other, Father. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Amen. Amen. May God bless you. Give you a wonderful week. Amen. And you can grow in your relationship with your family, with your brothers and sisters. Not carrying any garbage. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Just put up Jesus Christ.